0: Hello, welcome to this week's Therapy For Me, and I thought I'd nip in and do the intro just while I'm waiting for the tea to mash. So my schedule so far today, I've got up, thrown on some clothes, kettle's gone on, Teasing the teapot I've got five minutes precisely five minutes now to do this little bit of intro to set the file up do this intro get back and pour my tea and as it stands I'm four minutes in and that's because I've had to set up a new file because it's December's TFM file and all my TFM's going to file for the month and that's a load of information you didn't know as way of an intro so I'll give you that that's an extra um, and we'll have a bit of twangy guitar and we'll get started proper One of the problems of recording this on a, well today it's Saturday, but a Friday or a Saturday, is that the things that you think about at the start of the week, particularly if you get quite incensed or animated or excited about the things that you hear at the start of the week, by the time you get round to recording them now, it's a case of kind of recreating the feelings that you were you were feeling at that point in time. Now it's possible to work myself up to be as annoyed or as animated or as excited as I was, but it's something that what tends to happen is I start talking about something and by the time I've finished talking about something, I've got to the state that I was um, when it first happened four or five days ago, whenever it was. But normally only by the time I get to the end, I have to take myself through the argument to get to how I felt at the time. Um, I'm, I'm actually going to make an exception because the thing I want to talk about today, I got really incensed about, was um, the, the Conservative, I think he's now... Deputy Chairman, but he might not be. He might, no, he might be Chairman of the Conservative Party. Actually, I do lose track with the uh, with with the merry go round of, of of Tory um, positions, uh, government positions. But I think N- Nadim Sahawi was on Laura Koonsberg on Sunday, and he said they were talking about strikes, and he said that um, that people striking was playing into Putin's hands. So it was somehow... The inference was it was somehow unpatriotic if you were a post office worker or a railway worker or a nurse or a doctor or, you know, as it's turned out this week, a border official to consider striking or a teacher by the... Actually, you know, absolutely a teacher as well to consider striking because it would lead to the kind of chaos that would play into Putin's hands as if somehow the post office workers stopping going on strike is going to bring a faster end to the war in Ukraine. And if ever one party had wreaked chaos on this country for a sustained period since the ridiculous idea to have a referendum on our membership of the EU. It is the party in question. They have gone all over the place. They have flip-flopped. They have played every culture war issue going. They have sown so much destruction. They have sown so much... um, Oh, what's the word I'm looking for? They have divided this country. They've put a meat cleaver down the centre of this country and then they've played every single one of those culture issues. So to have him sit there and say that actually people going on strike for all manner of reasons, um, whether it just be purely pay, because the public sector's effectively not had a pay rise for a decade in real terms, or whether it's something else, that that's... that's what somehow going to affect the Ukrainian war effort or Putin's ability to, you know, to prevail is such, such nonsense. But at the same time, it's so disrespectful to each one of those people who's made a very difficult decision about whether they will or will not go on strike. Because I'm sorry, I don't believe the fact that teachers and nurses and whoever, to be honest, are doing this, just on a whim. That, that that that's just not whether you agree with it or not. And by the way, I don't know whether we disagree with it for any other reason than we're inconvenienced. I don't know if we ever disagree with the issue or we disagree with the effect. Um, and at the end of the day, the effect is there to raise the issue, but we don't ever get to think about the issue. The one thing the media doesn't want us to do is to think about the issue. But actually, we only really get annoyed at how it's affecting us. But to suggest that that's being done on a whim, to suggest that's going to do something to derail the war in Ukraine, it was just so disingenuous. And as you can see, four minutes in, I've managed to get myself to the state of annoyance I was on Sunday morning when I first heard about it. Tuesday. The feel-good and Christmas movie... Uh, section from last week seemed to resonate with a few people, and I've had a few lists in of Christmas movies, and also of feel-good movies. Um, and there's some interesting choices on there, and actually very, very few duplicates, which is interesting. Um, the one notable uh, duplicate was that uh, Adam and I both really like My Favorite Year, and I'm astonished to find because I've not. This is not a huge listenership to to TFM. This is a very niche little thing that we've got going on here. I mean, I think some weeks we go into the hundreds, but normally it's 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 a bit, you know a little under that. Um which I always hoped I hoped by now this had gone viral. And I don't quite know that's terrible, isn't it? It's a terrible thing to say. But it would have been quite nice, you know, if this had this had linked me up with a load of people that I'd who who actually have no idea who I am. That would have been quite interesting so for somebody for somebody to have found themselves putting twenty minutes aside on a on a Saturday or a Sunday to listen to the ramblings of some guy they've never really don't really know they've got to know a, a bit about him but they don't actually know who he is. There's no there's the, that seven degrees of separation thing kind of or, or five or whatever it is, doesn't actually uh, you know occur and actually we are not connected in any way shape or form. That would have been quite nice, but anyway, I digress. So back onto the list. So my favourite year. Brilliant, can't believe that was, you know, that's, that's kind of impressive that, that one of you out there would be a fan of of, of that because that's a fairly niche movie as well. But but on top of that, just a lots of things that, I mean, there's a few things I missed that I'm now kicking myself about, as you'd expect uh, me to do, um, that, I, that I didn't put on mine. There were some ones that made me smile that wouldn't have made mine, but I remember watching them. Fletch was a great example of a film that wouldn't have made it onto mine, but I do remember enjoying it. Um, so you know, School of Rock, I kind of went with, and then didn't actually go with Ferris Bueller. I'd completely forgotten about. Uh, again, I don't think it would have made it onto my list, but I had completely forgotten about it. So that was another one that was that was you know that was kind of interesting. Um, a couple of the lists, and I, and I did say feel good movies, um, but Helen's list, uh, there's there's some fairly aggressive stuff on there. Um, so we know what Helen likes, uh, on her list just for a bit of, you know, a bit of, uh, sort of relaxation. Um, the hangover is another one that, Ooh, should I have put that on mine? The one I really missed on mine, and I don't know how it would have squeezed it in, but the one I really missed, uh, and it didn't go on anybody else's. It just came to me while I was looking at them. And that was Gregory's girl and i can't believe i didn't put gregory's girl on there and that's a very very specific film it's a little bit like local hero it's one of those that if you like it it probably stays in your in your list for a long long time and i really should have found a way of putting gregory's girl in but i don't know what i would have taken out so um and i don't know about if there's a hmm, can you have a top 13 is there something about a top thirteen? I'm not sure. So thanks to everybody that's that's got involved so far. And there's two lists running. There's obviously the Christmas, um the Christmas, the Advent Christmas list. And then there's the then there's a feel good movie list. Um and I have to say, of the Advent Christmas lists, I probably most closely aligned uh with Yvonne's. That's the one when I look down and go, yeah, okay, that's probably very similar to my kind of list. Uh if I'm being if I'm being honest, so I'm, what I might do is I might do a couple of of posts where I just put the lists out for the people so far. So if you want to add into your, I you want to add your list into what's gone so far. Shaun of the Dead as well. I've just seen that. Reading on the list, that's a great film. Um, if you want to add a list in, then you haven't got to remember which one of the episodes it was. I'll I'll do it as a separate. Feel good movie post list and a Christmas list. I'll do it over the weekend. I'll put everybody's suggestions in so far, and if you want to add, you can do, and we'll build up some kind of. It's a social record, isn't it? This bit of social history here. It's very important bits of social history. So uh, I will. I will do that. I promise to do that. Um, and and you can add in at will. Wednesday. Labour announced. Um, that they were going to go behind Gordon Brown's uh, constitutional plan. Uh, Gordon Brown's been working on a paper with regard to a lot of constitutional changes, a lot of devolvement of power um, changes. And Labour announced this week... Uh, in Leeds that they were going to sit squarely behind the recommendations that Gordon Brown had made. And I've not read it in absolute detail. I've got quite a few of the headline items out of it. But what's really, really... I mean, they led on the House of Lords. They led on House of Lords uh, reform, or that's what the media picked up on, as you'd expect, because that would be the big structural change. And they're talking about, you know, an elected House of Lords. Now, I'm a big fan of the House of Lords in terms of what it does, I'm not a fan of how it's put together. I think it's one of those institutions that works well in spite of a lot of flaws in the way it's actually arrived in its current form. So um, I wouldn't be somebody who, if I was creating the House of Lords again, would do it the way it's been done. And all the stuff about um, you know peers and, and resignation lists and what's in the gift of the Prime Minister, I really, really, really do not like. Um, and I don't like hereditary peers either. I, I don't fall out necessarily with some of the people who are on there that will come from different walks of life. And I think there's something about, you know, maybe somebody in the position who is independently wealthy and therefore can give their time to something, probably can also give their time to to, to get under the skin of an issue. And I think the Lords does a lot of really, really good work in terms of taking legislation... And you know, and bouncing it around and, and re- revising it and sending it back in a in a better state. Uh, I think we 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 can thank the Lords for a lot they've done over the last five or ten years to take some fairly egregious bits of leg- legislation and turn them into something that were you know, even if they weren't. That tolerable at the end, they were better than they were so i'm i've I've not got a problem with the work it does, and I think there's a hard core of its eight hundred odd members that actually do are very diligent and and are very good public servants um so i I definitely think we need that kind of chamber. I'm not quite sure what the number is I'm not quite sure how you would go around the elections of it I think. What's interesting is that if you know it, the plan itself didn't talk about how it would be elected, and if if it ends up being something that's based on more of a PR footing, then that will be interesting because that will drive the question about PR across the country, so that's a good thing as well. I was particularly interested in a lot of the um, stuff about um, r- sort of updating Parliament. Around things like second jobs and around and, and around the standards in public life, basically, what goes on with MPs? What are the rules that MPs need to follow? What are maybe some of the stuff that they shouldn't be allowed to to follow? I mean, I would raise MPs' wages. Um, I, I don't have a problem if, if we are looking for the best and the brightest. I don't have a problem paying an MP more than they're currently being paid if what they do is they are a really good MP. And they there and, and that's a really tough job because it means you've got to be a good constituency MP and you've also got to be very, very good in the chamber. And that I you know, I would pay more money for that if 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 the actual body itself was more effective. But the other thing is is this idea of devolving a lot more power to local regions. And I think that would have been a far better solution to what a lot of people voted Brexit for than actually the Brexit referendum. The, the, one of the things I've always said about um, the the Brexit vote was it was a free hit. It was a free hit for a lot of people who were feeling very disillusioned to say, I want things to change. And actually what that has done has changed nothing in, in many people's lives. And we know that because levelling up and, and Brexit are two totally divorced things. One is not... A reaction to a consequence of the other. Leveling up could have been done without um, the Brexit vote. Uh, leveling up is an answer to the fact that a lot of those people who voted wanted change, but didn't necessarily want to leave the EU until that's what they were told they wanted. And that sounds a that sounds like something that sounds condescending, and I don't mean it like that. What was sold as the as the EU dream was not is not the reality of leaving the EU. Uh, and we're starting to understand that far more now. It isn't 350 million quid for the NHS a week um, and every other thing in between. It isn't cheaper food, it isn't cheaper this, it isn't everything being easier because clearly that's not happened. So, actually, devolving powers to the regions would have been a better thing to offer people in 2015, 2016, than actually the Brexit referendum because ultimately what people wanted, which is changing the local communities was never going to be delivered the way it was delivered. So I'm very interested now to see if that happens because there's no doubt that London and the South East is prosperous for a number of reasons. But the fact of the matter is, if your government's where it is, it, 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 look, in terms of how it spreads out from the, from where it's located, in terms of how the money's spent, in terms of who do, does best from it, it's hardly surprising that the North East is out of sight and out of mind or parts of wales or cornwall you know uh, it's, it i don't see any the way that it that it works thursday there was an attempted coup in germany this week and it's largely gone unreported and to be honest I saw something on the BBC website and kind of dismissed it a little bit because I didn't really I didn't I didn't click on it so I didn't get any scale of the severity of it then I was listening to the News Agents podcast which I highly recommend by the way um, Emily Maitlis and John Sopel and um, they did a a piece on this and the parallels with QAnon are mind-blowing it's a it's Essentially a group of people who want to kind of turn the clock back to to where the, the German state was in eighteen seventy odd. So I guess that's sort of back to absolute monarchy time. Um, whatever the whoever the Kaiser was and whatever the, the, the setup was at the time. And I'm a historian, I can't remember. I did this. I did this in did I do it in O level or A level? I did it in O level. History, so I'd have to I'd have to go and do some swatting up to remind myself of what the German timeline was, uh, in terms of how Germany was unified and all those kind of things, and what happened with the monarchy and all the various bits that changed. And I'm not quite I haven't got it to hand, um, but this group wanted to take Germany back effectively to the what they thought was the golden age of 1871 or whatever the year was, um, and but the way they did it was very much around the same a lot of the same kind of ideas that were pushed and have been pushed by QAnon. So QAnon's clearly you know tentacles have stretched and it's influenced a load of behavior in in Germany. Um I'll I'll put the link to the um, to the news Agents podcast in because it's really it's worth a listen. It's really quite interesting. It's very scary. I mean Germany's always had it's always flirted with a hard right. Um but what was interesting about about this was and it then resonates with some of the things that Biden said of you know and I think some of the things have been said over here that hard right extremism domestic hard right extremism extremism and terrorism is the biggest threat facing western democracies at the moment and this was a plan to over overrun and you know the the, the parliament the Reichstag and it's it's incredible to think that you know not that long after january the 6th we've got a similar situation in all places of 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 germany uh and as i say largely largely passed me by Uh, but fascinating nonetheless so um i'll try also try and find the bbc um news link as well and anything else of relevance i can i can share but absolute fascinating stuff How do you finish off this week's TFM? Well, you finish it in the only way you can, which is the fact that an Indiana Jones trailer landed this week. The first trailer for Indiana Jones 5. Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny, as we now know it's called, landed this week, and it was joyful. It was just one of those lovely moments in the same way that when I started to see the Force Awakens trailers, but... The first, the first Force Awakens trailers had a, a little edge about them. They, 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 they were quite dramatic. Um, whereas this was just a full-on indie trailer. This was just bits of classic Indiana Jones all the way through i don't know i was it a comic con thing it might be some kind of event like that that it was launched at but it just looks great and you know and i know it's the last one and i know he's 80 odd and i know he should it doesn't none of it seems right but somehow it's just going to work it just is even the anti-aging stuff's going to work and how else do you how else can you be anything other than energized and excited and taken back to those childhood days than buy a new Indiana Jones trailer. Um, there is no one quite like Harrison Ford, and there's, there's no one quite like Harrison Ford playing Han Solo, and there's no one quite like Harrison Ford playing Indiana Jones. And there's something about those two canons of movies where when they get it right, there's nothing like them. There's nothing like A New Hope. There's nothing like you know, um Force Awakens. There's there's nothing like Raiders of the Lost Ark. There's nothing there's nothing like Indiana Jones with Sean Connery. I mean grief. Harrison Ford's Indiana Jones and Sean Connery's his dad. It just doesn't get any better than that. So uh, I, I would, I would, if you want a moment, if you want two and a half minutes just to make smile, watch the new Indiana Jones trailer. It will, it will be the nice lead into your weekend. It, whatever you stop and do it, it will be a nice thing to do. Um, and we have that to look forward to. Whatever happens, whatever happens, because we probably still have this ridiculous government there will be a new Indiana Jones film in the middle of next year. And I'm going to leave you with that. Have a really nice weekend. Try and stay warm. It's freezing, out there, Absolutely freezing. Try and stay warm. Uh, and I will talk to you next week. If you've enjoyed Therapy for Me, then please subscribe and share as you see fit. This has been an A Short Stories production.